0: Hey everyone, Siler here. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Switch the Flip. We've grown a lot through this first season, and we're excited to announce that our upgraded website can be found at switchtheflip.com. There you can listen to the podcast, read the blog, and even apply to share your story live on the show. Keep up with us on Instagram at switchtheflip with two Ps, and don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for being part of the journey. Enjoy the show.
1: Greetings. This is Jess Arms, and welcome to Switch the Flip. I am another American, currently finding myself... Stranded by Choice in Sri Lanka. And my life before Sri Lanka, I was a dive instructor and a musician, and I've had the pleasure of befriending Siler and Randall during the pandemic, but it seems to be working out okay. Well, give it a shot. We're live.
2: We are alive, very much alive.
3: We're at Lipton's Seat, <coughs> Sri Lanka. See uh, about 6,900 meters elevation. Uh, I can't remember the, the name of the tea plantation itself, but this is where Lipton Tea was founded, I, I believe, and where Lipton's finest tea is grown.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: The finest of the teas. We are on our <coughs> second round. Jaggery's nice too, like a block of crystallized brown sugar goodness,
2: basically. I'm <laughs> also
1: enjoying these fresh, fresh out of the fryer dal chicken nugget type things, <laughs> dal nuggets, I guess you would say.
3: Dal nugs. Dal, dal
1: nugs with some chili sauce. These
3: rotis were nice and crispy Melt in too. Your mouth. Yeah, everything is great.
1: Mm-hmm. Really couldn't be better. We're
3: here with Jess, by the way. Um, Jess, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Jess. I'm another American that's currently stuck in Sri Lanka. Hanging out with these nice guys.
2: Yeah. Um, How stuck are you, Jess?
1: <laughs> um, I think I'm, I'm kind of stuck by choice.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Where would you be otherwise right now?
1: I think my only other option right now would be home in Baltimore, Maryland, which is certainly not a great option. So I one hundred percent choose to stay here.
3: Yeah, same. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad we all
2: rode the storm out here. Yeah, it's interesting how our our paths crossed with you, Jess. From going and kind of randomly, you started kind of randomly playing music with Randall. Um, once or twice, I think, before I met you. I guess I saw you playing out like with Angelo, maybe? Yeah, just gigging. Jess is a rad guitar player and singer. Performing as a solo musician most often, but we've been uh, playing some gigs together in Oregon Bay. Uh, and Jess also did the yoga teacher training that I was assisting with and that Randall was participating in as well at the Nirvana Retreat Center in June and July. So that was a really nice experience that kind of brought us together and forged a friendship that has carried on to the east coast of Aragon Bay and now to the mountains of Hakutale.
1: The views up here are stunning.
2: Absolutely stunning. You know, we were considering coming up here to, to live in seat for sunrise this morning. I was kind of keen to do that. In mind, and I'm glad we slept, and I'm really glad that we kind of waited actually, because the drive up in the light of seven thirty eight a.m. was. Really nice. So I don't think we would have quite gotten the experience of driving out through the hills and through the tea plantations. Would have also been like half asleep.
1: Yeah, my eyes would, would have, my eyes would have been closed. Yeah. And I would have probably had a mask pulled up on my face. You were quite
2: chipper this morning, for, So I mean, like, like honestly, leaving at eight a.m. just for some context, pretty much is like leaving before sunrise for this group. I think. Yes. We've, yes. At, at our earliest departure time before. 8 a.m. this morning had been 1 p.m. I
1: always thought that was pretty good. It served (laughs) as well.
2: It's been great. Everything's worked
0: out. Leisurely pace.
2: I will say there's been zero stress the whole trip. It's been nice. All of our trips. Why make it stressful? stressful? Indeed.
3: Indeed. Good question. One thing I do want to talk about the experience of gigging in another country. We're tourists here. I think with Roxanne on the podcast, we talked a little bit about the tourism police and vending
2: yeah.
3: uh, as a tourist and how it's like not exactly legal. Um, but there are a lot of people traveling here, including yoga teachers making money, sustaining themselves, living here a little more long term. So let's... Just kind of dive into that experience as a musician. I mean, you've been, you were, you were sustaining yourself before the the pandemic, right? Like I was. Just that, playing? Is, that is correct. Yeah. What did that look like for you? Like an average week or month?
1: Um, an average week. So I was finding that um in the south before like kind of the economy collapse, I was able to consistently pull in. Let's say, let's say a, a median of 15,000 a show. Um, rupees.
3: 15,000 rupees, yeah. which is <laughs> what, like 80, ni- 80 to 90
2: dollars, maybe?
1: Yes, exactly. And like um, some gigs, even 20, you know, which is like $100. And given sounds my... Like so much money. Yeah. It,
2: Just for context.com, that sounds like a lot of money after living in there for a while. Honestly, you know? like, uh, that sounds like a lot of money playing a gig in America. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
1: So, you know, let's say I was uh, really trying to sustain at least two of those gigs a week. So, be pulling in um, you know, let's say let's say that's a good to play it low like $160 a week.
2: Uh, um, and What would you say
3: your monthly living expenses were?
1: I find I'm right around 500ish a month. That's where I seem to consistently swing because uh, for me, it's paramount to always have transportation. I'm always renting a motorbike, which I know is a luxury. Not everybody does.
2: I... I feel like it's borderline necessity, though, to do it right, though, honestly. No, exactly.
1: For what I want to do, to get to surf when I'm on the coast and get to my shows when I'm on the coast and then travel the rest of the country, for me, it's, like, without option.
3: A lot of people come to Sri Lanka on a short trip, and they just take a bus. They take a took. They get to the beach they're staying at for a week or four days. They take... A took to the surf break, or maybe they don't even surf, but they're just staying here. They they get a took they stay in another beach and then they go home, whatever. But yeah, when you're when you're planning to be here for a while and you've been here
2: before, you've done a little bit of the beach thing, it's, it's so much you can see on the bike. And to be fair, if you do just arrive in Sri Lanka or in Asia, the, the bike experience is intimidating. It's it's very hectic yeah. driving around here especially in the south yeah, it, um, is, it is
1: dangerous though a lot of people we know have crashed well we've all, we've I mean, all
2: I've lessons, crashed yeah. have you have you had a wreck?
1: um
2: right, I, thought I even knock on
1: plastic in <laughs> in Sri Lanka no I um yeah I did have I did have a wreck in Thailand I was like doing some crazy off-roading type stuff up in northern Thailand with a scooter? Yeah, yeah, with a scooter, and yeah, I was doing some pretty gnarly stuff, and um, yeah, eventually, it was I was at a low speed, but on like crazy rock trail terrain, so mm. the damage to the knees and elbows was substantial. Oh
3: man, I can imagine. Yeah, I feel like everyone has <laughs> at some point
2: one fall at least. Where, it's a baptism, man. Yeah, you you gotta respect the. You have to be initiated into the club, well, and then. Exactly. You just need to get that fall out of the way, I think.
1: Well, on a funny note, I had a very benign fall, actually, in Sri Lanka that could have been catastrophic. I, <laughs> basically, standing still, <laughs> tipped over next to an elephant and fell in the Oh, uh, yeah,
3: ground. that was on our trip out of So, to that
1: technically is a fall. No damage was done to me nor the bike, and the elephant spared my life, and I fed it a mango and yeah. then slunk well, away in terror.
3: That was a nice <laughs> elephant, because <laughs> well, the elephant that I encountered... At Elephant Rock, smashed my bike completely. (laughs) cost $150 to repair that bike. (laughs) And it smashed, like, three other bikes. (laughs) It's just wild to be out here.
1: The wildlife experience, though, combined with the surfing, is personally for me, it's just second to none. Um, The quality of the waves that we're finding right now on the East Coast and the lack of people there, and then the added bonus of, like, Every day is an adventure. You know, we ride these bikes to and from a surf break. And I would say it's almost 100% that you will view some beautiful wildlife yeah. every day you go out for a surf.
3: I wanted to circle back to the, the financials of gigging. It seems like, you know, if, that, if in a week you're bringing in 160 low ball estimate and you're trying to hit 500 a month, then in... A month, you're actually unlucky. Uh, not no, no, well, thank you. Thank you. you, thank you, much.
1: I feel quite
3: satisfied. Yeah, yeah, but after I mean, after four weeks, you've you've probably cleared five sixty. You yeah. know, so like.
1: Well, that's that's what I was gonna get to. Sorry, I didn't finish. Is that um, yeah, I try to at least get into uh, those gigs a week. Um, on top of that, also. Helping to run the open mics, Uh, we yeah we should circle back and talk more about the open mic scene in a minute. Helping to run the open mics at the absolute minimum, there you're gonna get dinner, drinks, and a good time. Um, But I often find with those you can at least make, uh, for instance, like at a comma, like I would make like seven thousand five hundred rupees to just jam with some people and, like, make people feel welcome and then, like, have yeah
3: degree. So. That's where we met at that open mic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. such then, a
3: chill vibe. You were hosting
1: that night? No. I literally just got, that was my second night in town. That's when I walked in and met him. And then later they approached me and they were like, oh, man, like, we love your energy. Like, would you, like, like to host some? Sweet. And they're like, you don't even have to host alone. They're like, you'll, like, you'll have a co-host. So, it, like, couldn't be easier. And it was Brahm. But, yeah, so financially, um. Again, striving for that absolute minimum of like those two gigs a week, but preferably, I'd like to be doing in addition to those, like even three gigs a week or the two with like an open mic or two. Um, any more than that, I think it's too much time out, too much using the voice and yeah. hyper socializing.
2: Would you be going to different little pockets of the South for each gig, or would you do one in Welligama, one in Minigama, where were they kind of just totally random?
1: Um, just kind of random wherever I could get them. Um, so this year it didn't really happen because of Corona, um, but last year I found myself like bi-weekly driving over to Herakitia to play at Dots, oh, yeah. and mm. that was a really fun time. I... Love that because it was like an excuse to go over there and like have a surf play a show would they put
3: you up in a room for the night
1: they um yeah they would include a dorm bed in it which i actually never used because every time i went i ended up going with at least one other person and we just get a room
2: Mm. that's a hell of a strategy a travel strategy though just call someone up put them up on the screen be like hey i play music do you need any live entertainment tonight i'll come perform put me up Feed
1: me yeah they were really generous so they yeah. paid me well and then on top of it offered a room dinner drinks and then let me rent boards for free what was there?
2: for free yep oh wow cool. really good gig that's, that's why I was great. like all
1: about it I was like oh heck yeah, oh, mm-hmm.
2: heck yeah. I guess for me
3: the, the biggest takeaway here is that you know like you can make a living here playing uh, you know like two or three gigs a week mm-hmm. and and traveling surfing um, whereas in America I was playing two or three gigs a week sometimes and sleeping on a friend's couch you know <laughs> like yeah. not the same what do you think uh, so, so if someone were trying to emulate this approach to travel how, how are you breaking down a set how long is your average performance what kind how, how are you selecting songs like what's your your strategy or your formula
1: Um, I usually go into it assuming a set is going to be in the three-hour range. That seems kind of universal in the U.S. and here. (laughs) I actually have never played with a set list, not in the U.S. nor here. I kind of do what comes to me. Um, I I try to have my phone handy to have lyrics up so that I can, even if it's a really sorry attempt, pull off requests and on-the-fly things. Yeah, yeah. People really enjoy that. Yeah. So in my late packing that has come to Sri Lanka, one of the items, the bulkier, more superfluous items that did make the cut, was a cell phone holder for a microphone stand. Mm. That did come with me.
3: Uh, Super, super crucial.
1: Yeah, exactly. For that exact reason, to be able to constantly be expanding my set list, I... I'm a really firm believer in not playing the same thing over and over. Some of the other musicians I found gigging consistently in the South mm-hmm. literally drilled the same set list like, into the ground. It virtually would not change. It's
3: it's nice to have the phone there because the, the biggest thing about playing covers for me is I just don't have that library of song lyrics in my head. If, I, if you call a tune that I, I know the song or I've heard the song, I can easily like recall or, or just like sort out the chord changes, but having the lyrics there would really just open it up for me. To, you know, like just be like, oh, I don't have to think about the words. Here they are. I know the song. Exactly.
1: Go with it, yeah. and
3: suddenly you're like, oh, I only remember the words for enough songs to play. 40 minutes, 60 minutes, now you can play all night if you have the lyrics pulled up. So. Exactly.
1: You can make your set list almost infinite, actually.
3: Have you been gigging with the loop pedal at all that you have?
1: Uh, yeah, just not lately, because I've been super fortunate to constantly have good people that want to play with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm pretty new to the loop pedal. I've never been a pedals person. I've been really bare-bones. But I, um, that was my Christmas present this year, so I started doing it a little bit in the winter before I came to Sri Lanka when I'm so in Baltimore. And then, yeah, I was getting it out occasionally in Sri Lanka to free myself from the prison of rhythm guitar. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a good practice tool as well, and good for composing. And exactly. just, like, fills out the sound when you're gigging. Mm-hmm. Then you can take some sweet solos, because you do love to shred.
1: I do live shred. I'm a little anxious to see though what my situation is going to be though post corona because I have I have found already that so yeah for the record uh, the financial stuff I was talking about was applicable to southern Sri Lanka before corona. We are now finding ourselves living more in the east post corona and it does appear that that money situation has drastically changed.
3: One thing that I'm kind of holding out hope for is like The south coast had a season it was cut short and you know things happened but they did make at least maybe half of their projections for revenue this year maybe even probably more than that probably two-thirds yeah at least and so maybe coming back there will be a little more of a of a baseline for for tourism and and entertainment than in argon bay which hasn't had a proper season in Two years because last year at the start of that season, the, the bombings on Easter happened. Yeah, and so like put into
2: perspective, you know the the current gigging landscape. Jess started doing this, this
3: you know, a three hour set at this dinner spot called Rupas, and
2: you know from that fifteen thousand to twenty k that she was making on the south. That was I hope you don't want to miss oh, no, it. No, <laughs> she was, it's, it's she was paid five thousand for the same amount of performance time. Yeah. Um, so that's you know, a third of what the minimum you would think you'd be making for exactly, a gig like that. Yeah,
1: so we're talking yeah, one one third of what I made. And that's and I that is the only place I've found that's really willing to pay anything. Oh, yeah. Um I got a invite yesterday actually to play at Water's Edge for one thousand.
3: Jeez, for how long
1: it wasn't specified but they were like yeah we dinner drinks and one thousand and i was like
3: "Jesus." you
1: know it just it hurts
3: five dollars maybe yeah that's
1: yeah five u.s dollars yikes and the cost
3: of living have gone down but not like that <laughs> not yeah, that
2: much yeah i mean honestly it's nice just to be able to have the chance to perform music it's nice to be able to mm-hmm. Be in front of a crowd, be in front of our friends and jam and we were performing for one of our friend's birthday parties last week and it was so fun. This drummer showed up. I was playing bass and Justin Randall were playing guitar and It turned into a really awesome night. And for me, it was really exciting because I haven't played with a full band in a live setting in years and so I was just like electrified that night it was mm-hmm. it was it was great well i was literally electrified because the power went out and we were running on a generator yeah getting it's it pretty strong current surging through our instruments that night but i think we were able to transmute that
1: yeah i agree with that that's part of the reason actually i'm kind of just hanging in there playing anyway given the financial aspect because i'm just enjoying yeah. being back out and about playing music so much and it's It's really cool to also see how much people are enjoying it Mm. in Argon Bay like, you know, after kind of being isolated and then So where we're kind of currently based out of um, There's a pretty intense party scene. Yeah, there's a lot of drugs There's a lot of electronic music. So kind of uh, being the oddballs that come in with some live music People have expressed to me how unbelievably grateful they are and what a refreshing scene that is
3: yeah. yeah, and we just gotta you know you gotta stay sharp. You gotta stay, you gotta keep, gotta keep performing, so that whenever things do turn around, you're not so out of practice. She can't take those paying gigs. That's for sure. All right, y'all. We gotta hit the road.
1: Yeah. Have you noticed how much more clouds have piled in yeah. just during this podcast? It's, it's a, pretty wild. It's
3: beautiful, actually. It's so cool. It's like the ones that were so far away just came.
2: Mm-hmm. To that realize. is what. It, that's what happened. Yeah. All right. I'll take a picture for you guys.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. To find out what's next, follow us on Instagram at switch the flip with 2 ps Check out our blog and website at switchtheflip.com. And please share the podcast. There's nothing better than growing organically through our listeners. Thanks again. See you next time.